Well, we couldn't let the retirement of the Hus go, or Senor El Husso, as he's known to his legions of Mexican fans, without putting together some sort of bloke potty in tribute for him. How many, uh, how many Mexican fans do you reckon <laughs> Hus has? Literally dozens scattered across the country. Well, I was going to say, I'd say that there's more than that, because you do see a lot of them waving when he's batting. At, yeah, at and you do see stages. a lot of them wearing the sombreros as well. So, yeah, there could be something under that. Mexican embassy? Yeah. Look into this shit. Yeah. <laughs> the new, uh, new ambassador to <laughs> yeah, Mexico. Exactly. Oh, mate, he can do it all. But, yeah, it's, it's a very sad day. And not only that, but it does mean that I suspect... We'll, we'll jump into a preview of the Indian series. I think we're going to lose 3-1 purely because we don't have anyone who's capable of playing spin other than M. Clark. Gee, you see us winning a game over there. Uh, yeah, one of the consolation ones, you know, when, when they actually won't produce a, a Bunsen burner. But yeah. I just... I think... When you're talking about Glenn Maxwell and or Xavier Doherty as your frontline spinner on Indian pitches, it, it's not good. Yeah. Not good at all. But the, anyway, the, that, the, the no show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the dope show, as I started calling it. Yeah, with apologies to Marilyn Manson. Yes, but no, very, very sad news. I'm not ashamed to admit there were a few tears on his last day of Test cricket. Um, the innings for me, which I always remember of the Huss was the third Ashes Test in 2006, over here, 2006-07, where Monty Panesar ran through us in the first dig and took five wickets, and Huss made, I think it was 72 not out. He he ended up making 100 in the second innings, but in that second innings they dropped him a couple of times, it slipped, you know, there were a few chances. That first innings, he, he didn't look like getting out, not once. He looked like he could have just batted for five days if he needed to. And that was back when his his test average was in the, the low 80s and still actually <laughs> climbing at the time. I think after that test it had gone from, yeah, 82 to 86 or something. But I, I'll always remember that innings as just, yeah, everyone else was just getting knocked over, batting first on a good wicket. Huss, oh. nah. It's not going to happen. I remember him making a century with Glenn McGrath at the other oh, end. Oh, yeah. That, that was <laughs> I good. Mean, yeah. I think that, that, that says all about it. But, I mean, the, the other one that I remember, funnily enough, I think is his last one. I think the, the, the end to his career is, was an incredibly fitting one. It's the ever... Forever being the team man, taking the win, overtaking the glory. Yep. I mean. And the reverse sweep for four was pretty delectable, yeah. too. But yeah, no, and it adds to the, uh, the legacy of the number 27, which I've told you about before in my lifetime, but he's yes. retired when I'm 27 years old and made 27 not out in his final innings. So, And yep. uh, we've got a little dog rummaging yeah, around our, our heels at the, the moment. The seat scraping. We're, so. uh, we're in the new studio yeah. today for the first time, which oh, is very exciting. It's about time, you know, the millions of dollars of advertising revenue we're getting for the bloke <laughs> pod finally, finally <laughs> being put to some good use around here. But, um, and it, I believe in honour of uh, Huss's retirement, William H. Corgi has had his middle name he has. confirmed um, as well. We're we tossing up Horatio or Hornblower. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah. I'm not quite sure where Horatio came from, but uh, Hornblower there. But, uh, My back pocket. We, um, the decision was made and he responded to it quite favourably, William Huss Corgi. Yep, I like it. So, a more uh, footing tribute there could not be. But yes... To, to the Huss, we, we salute you, big time. And I have to say, the, the most impressive thing about his career, 79 tests, he did not miss a single test from the start of his career till the end. 
Adam Gilchrist was the same. I think he holds the record for it. But in this day and age, with the... Well, we don't want to mention the rotation policy, but, uh, you know, with the injuries and the crowded schedule and everything like that, to play 79 tests without missing a single one, I think that speaks volumes for his, his dedication and commitment, if nothing else. I mean, so it's all, well, and, and I guess just the way that And his he, form, too. Well, yeah, his form, but mm. I just think that the way he went about what he did... Like you love the way he goes yeah. about it? Jeez. Best in the business. Jeez. You, had, yeah. you had to invoke no. the spirit of Luke Darcy for a Hus tribute? No, That's a disgrace. But I mean, his preparation in yeah. order to, to be able to be in the state mm. where he could do that. And I'd argue it's easier for a wicketkeeper to stay in a team than it is a batsman. Yeah, this is true. Particularly one like Gilly, who was yeah. never going to get dropped. So... Mm. But... Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll get to see... I know, from the sounds of things, Langer is desperately trying to get him to commit to a couple more seasons with WA, which I think he would he would probably be open to. So hopefully we get to see him around for a couple more years. But um, And I think with a big C next to his name in it, I, I mean, it would be arguably the best thing that could happen to the Marsh brothers mm. for something like that yeah. to happen, to see... How committed and dedicated, basically what it takes to be an elite yeah, athlete. absolutely. I mean, in terms of the drugs in sport and all the other controversies going around at the moment, I mean, M.E.K. M-E-K Hussey is one guy who you can bet your life that he would have never, never done anything, anything untoward like that. And I think Darren Glass is another one I'd throw in that category. I think we need more players like that and less players who are... Yeah, willing to push the boundaries and, you know, break the rules and just do whatever it takes to perform on the field. Whereas, nah, hussy, straight down the line. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, sad day, sad day. And the other memory I think I'll have of his career is, well, uh, one of regret for me because uh, Dad and I were in Melbourne. We'd gone over there to see a couple of footy games and Dad was watching the... The conclusion of an Australia-Pakistan 2020 World Cup semi-final. Excuse me, I'm getting choked up about it. Oh, God. And um, made the decision not to wake me up. I was asleep in the other room after the flight. Made the decision not to wake me up because he saw we needed, uh, you know, 30-odd off the last couple of overs. And he thought, oh, we're absolutely no chance. And... Senior El Hasso rose to the occasion big time. I think it was 60 not out of 24 balls. Probably the most remarkable 2020 innings of all time, you'd have to say. And took Australia from a position of absolutely no chance at all to ultimately winning the game in the final over. Off Arjmal, who's yeah. a very good 2020 bowler. The, the dart throw. Yeah, exactly. Taking yeah. the dart throw off for 22 off five yeah, balls. From exactly, there. yeah. And yeah, that was that was just an outstanding innings, and one I always regret not not being awake to see. <laughs> Although Dad did burst in when yeah after the game and say, "Wake up! You got to come watch this replay." <laughs> and I berated him strongly for not waking me up earlier. Earlier, but yeah, I will, that was an amazing innings from someone who at the time was not considered a particularly strong twenty twenty player. Mm. Who I think he'd been in and out of the T twenty well, side. I think he batted at seven. Yeah. Yeah, which probably tells you all you need to know about that situation. <laughs> yeah, usually you won't be getting a bat. But yeah. no, that was an amazing innings and one I'll definitely always remember. So yeah, he might be flittering around for the Scorchers, the Warriors and the, the Chennai Super Kings for a little yeah. while, yeah. Yep, yeah. But, one, uh, one can hope, yeah. 
I think yeah, fitting into a to a great career, there's there's no question. Oh, about I mean, bowing out the whole. Top. Yeah, I mean, he hit two centuries this summer. Mm. He was in outstanding form, and I think that there's absolutely no question that he's left a pretty substantial hole in the team, and it will be interesting to see how what, they how they try to fill it. Yeah. Fill it. You know what's am- am- amazing to me? Hashim Amla, in my opinion, is the best batsman in the world right now. You know, bar none. Michael Clark had a good year, but well, Hashim numbers, Amla... The numbers uh, back that up uh, at Yeah, the he's, he's just, I think, on the night that Clark won his fourth Allen Border medal, Amla moved ahead of him in the in the rankings. Michael Hussey averages more in test... Well, averaged more in test cricket than Amla. That's remarkable. That says volumes about how underrated I think he really was. Sure, he was batting down the order... But all the same, to average more than Armla, the best batsman in the world, that's incredibly impressive. So yeah, Haas, there it is, Haas, salute. Yeah, <laughs> a moment of silence yeah. for Haas. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. All right, that's enough. <laughs>